0: Welcome to Wealth Talk, episode two. It's Chris Rodwell here, joined by Kevin Whelan. Hello, Kevin. Hi, Chris. Good to talk to you again. Yes. Well, we had a lot of fun on episode one, and we covered really what Wealth Builders is all about, how it came about. And one point I want to pick up on is you mentioned 95% of people who wish to become wealthy, financially independent, never make it. Yeah. Tell us a bit more about... A reasoning behind that Kevin and and how you can identify whether you maybe are one of the five percent that will make it oh that would be a bit scary
1: uh, of course ninety five percent of people don't make it only five percent do uh, and the skill in wealth builders is really trying to help more people reach that but there's a little bit of self analysis you can do you know in the number of years that I've been talking to people and helping them create financial independence for themselves I noticed Chris, there are three groups of people, right? I call them the three Ds. And it doesn't take me more than about five minutes to work out who you are and whether you're likely to be part of the 95 or part of the five. Would you like to know what they are?
0: Oh, yes, please.
1: (laughs) They're called the three Ds, which is the drifters, which is not the music group, by the way. Uh, These are people, the drifters are people who read a lot, think a lot, aspire a lot. You know, they think they would like to be wealthy. They have a feeling they'd love to be wealthy.
0: We call them the coarse junkies sometimes. Right,
1: okay, a lot of shelf help. We've heard all of the jokes about that. But genuinely, you know, they you can tell that they remain drifting and have aspirations, but in fact, sadly, while we're joking about it, a sad consequence that they simply will remain financially insecure for the rest of their lives. And that's a, a very bad place to be. And I think the, uh, the main reason for that is they just drift from day to day. It's, you know, this idea of being caught in the rat race or caught in some tyranny of a daily routine, that they don't allow themselves the time, they're w- not willing to find the time to get the right education, the right support and the right connections to pull this together as a, as a plan so they'll turn up for the job they'll go home and instead of taking some time out of their life to be thinking well how do I create wealth for myself they'll watch the telly or have a glass of red and forget the world to the next day and that's pretty much what most people are like and one of the ways you can find that out about people is if you ask them you know one of the questions we always ask is For most people, my experience, Chris, is people can be completely financially independent within about three to seven years. So let's say the average is five years. So the question I often ask people is, how has your wealth changed from five years ago? What have you done that's made you wealthier five years later? So if you go back five years and look now, how more wealthy are you than where you were before? For most people, the answer is, they're not wealthier at all. You know, in some cases, they've either gone backwards or they've stayed
0: exactly the same. In fact, you have a, almost, I would say, a catchphrase of never let a month go by without building your wealth. Well, exactly right. And, you know, you don't have to spend too much
1: time. A couple of hours a month is enough time. You'd think two hours a month people could spend, not just to learn something, but the keys they're doing. And one of the dangers, I think, with the drifters is they want to seek so much information, but they'll act on nothing. You know, so they'll do this course, and then they'll do that course, and then they'll do the next course, and they'll do the next course. And instead of stopping after course one to decide whether it's the right thing to do, whether they can see whether it's something they can take action upon uh, and seek out who else has done that? What did they have to learn? What did they have to do to make this whole process quicker, this concept of connections we talked about in episode one? Mm. They, they won't do that. They'll just do the education piece. And then, oh, well, I, should, I need to know something more now. I need to know the next thing. And they keep going mm. around this sort of uh, intellectual merry-go-round. And, of course, merry-go-rounds or roller coasters are, are great when you're a kid, but not as you get older. You know, they make you sick after a while.
0: So what you're that's saying, a really, good place. is you need to take responsibility for building your own wealth. And taking
1: action to do that. And I recommend, you know, if I could tweet this right now, I would tweet it loud and clear. Never let 30 days go by without doing something that's very positive, that you know is adding some form of assets, some form of wealth building actions in your life. And, of course, during the course of the podcast, we'll be talking more about assets and what those assets are but you know obvious things like even just putting a bit more money into the into the market looking to see whether you could engage in some property maybe doing something on the side to generate income that could reduce your debt so you know there's always ways you can do something to create more wealth there's no doubt about that if i meet anybody if they're willing to do it they will create more wealth every single month but the drifters will never do that
0: I mm, okay. recognise some of those, Chris. Yes, yes, indeed. So that moves us into the second D.
1: Yeah, the second D. Now, there's nothing wrong with the second D. The second D is the, what I call the DIYers. Now, the DIYers are not drifters. You know, they're willing to get their hands dirty. They're willing to get involved and do something, and that's good. Um, but one of the issues with DIY is, you know, there are some things you can DIY, simple things, like I could probably turn my attention and, you know, wire a plug, but I wouldn't do my own teeth, you know. So there are some things you should DIY and some things you should not. And uh, one of the consequences of the DIY is they actually can't get to a place of trust. They don't find anybody that they can truly trust, and, you know, they're unwilling often to make connections. They want to do everything on their own. They live their life all, almost in a trial and error scenario. And while they can make some progress, and I have to say the beginning of my wealth building life, I was a DIYer, you know? So I didn't have a guide. I didn't have a mentor. Didn't have that opportunity because I was carving my own path. But now having learned the lessons and it took me seven years, uh, actually it took me a bit longer than that but it took me longer to create the wealth that I really wanted um, because I was trailing blazing my own trail let's say um, what sometimes I call the kind of rugged individual who wants to do everything on their own terms and what I've learned over the years and now very enthusiastically teaches you know Chris is it's much better faster enjoyable to work with people and collaborate hence the connection in the process of education, support and connection and surrounding yourself with other people just gives you so much more energy and makes it so much quicker. I'm not saying DIY isn't the solution. And I think we've created some great materials for people who prefer to do things on their own and learn on their own terms. Nothing wrong with that. Mm. But I just happen to feel and I'm very passionate about connecting, as you know. um, I think wealth is much more fun when you connect. It, You know, I have a blast every single day because I'm never never not connecting people and that's what gives me a joy but you know uh that's the as for you yeah.
0: we're familiar with the term self-made millionaire right would you suggest that actually thought-
1: there's not too many who
0: make it purely by their self well I,
1: I think in truth you know there isn't really a self-made billionaire because every self-made millionaire has got a team around them doing something you know unless maybe even if you're a you know a pop star you've still got a you know Backing singers, you've still got a band, you've still got a crew, you've still got all of those things behind you. So I don't think self-made is a good plan. Mm. I understand why people might start there just to get their education and maybe be nervous about making connections. Mm. And what I'm hoping that people will see if they check out Wealth Builders at wealthbuilders.co.uk, that actually there is a community of trusted people, you know, and that you can get to, to, to see that it is possible to build wealth and understand that not everybody's trying to make money from you. And there's a real spirit of that collaboration where we are. Um, And you don't have to do it on your own. Mm
0: -hmm. And it also ties in very strongly with your personality type. And this is an area we'll discuss in a future episode, I'm sure, as to different types of people have different ways of approaching solutions and problems and when you find out what your really natural strengths are you can then identify those right people that you need for your team your entrepreneurial team. Oh
1: absolutely right and I suppose that leads us quite nicely actually Chris into the third D which is what I call the dynamics and the dynamic people you know when you think of dynamo you think of energy and you think of kind of uh, a multi aspect to it so the the dynamics are those people who are bringing in Multiple ROIs. So here's another piece of wealth building language we might need to debunk. So the concept of ROI, which most people will have heard of in the. You would think a return on investment. Return on investment, absolutely right. And return on investment is an important ingredient in any aspect of. of trying to create, well, what's the return on the activity that you're doing? And that's important. So in addition to return on investment, Chris, it's really quite important to as well understand risk um, because there's no point taking two steps forward and one step back, and that can happen. And one of the important ingredients in our process is the due diligence step and, and trying to work out, well, What's the downside risk and how do you mitigate that risk? And often the mitigation of risk can only be uh, really truly dealt with by looking through the eyes of other people. Um, Because, you know, when you're, if you're an accountant, you see risk in a different way than if you're an entrepreneur where all you can think of is a creative solution. So it's really important that that's part of the overall process. But the two that I like more than any other, because I'm much more of a connected sort of a person, as you know, is a return on intellect, which means you become smarter, you become a wiser person by engaging. Um, And what I mean by that is instead of just making an investment in something you don't really understand, by getting a return on your intellect, then you're learning more, not just about the investment or the asset or the way you're building wealth, but also more about yourself. You, know, become, you become a smarter, wiser person. As a result of that, you're building capability that allows you to move from one, one level to the next. So if you think about stock market, for example, if you invest money in the stock market, the following, and you get a statement every six months, when you get your six-monthly statement, are you any wiser than you were six months ago? Or do you just respond to the valuation, whether it's up or down? In the wealth-building community, you can absolutely demonstrably measure an increase in your capability because you're moving level by level by level up the five different levels of wealth that we'll share, I guess, next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. five levels of wealth. Let's, let's make right. a note to do that yeah. next time. Um, so the ROI of return on intellect is really a key one. And the one that gives me a buzz is return on interaction. And what I mean by that is just enjoying money, you know, enjoying the connection you have with other people As you see, you know, people teaching you things, you teaching other people things, sometimes actually joining forces with others as well. It's just a fun place to be for those who want to do that. And while I recognize that's not for everyone, um, I think there's definitely an aspect of enjoying what you do with money and enjoying building your wealth rather than just simply parking it and not really feeling like, A, you're in control, so you're not in control of the return on sorry, of your investment, but also you're not really enjoying it. Again, you just get a statement. It's not too much enjoyment. One of the things I notice about people with statements is they just tend to file them, you know, whether they're in filing cabinets or drawers or wherever they end up, they're really not part of anybody's enjoyment. And
0: and that's a key part of Wealth Builders, isn't it? It's about really enjoying the process of wealth building and making it a collaborative process as well and something that is... It's dynamic, as you've just said, which is the third thing.
1: Exactly. Even if that collaboration is an your one, just within your own family, it's husband and wife connecting and sharing things. And of course, you know, in order to do that really well, Chris, as you know, we encourage the use of um, a tool called Wealth Dynamics. And again, more of that probably on a, another podcast. We yeah? could do a
0: whole episode on Wealth Dynamics, and we will do it very soon. Well, let's
1: do that because yeah. Wealth Dynamics is are a fascinating area, which helps you discover what your natural flow of building your wealth is. And as we know, wealth is a process of flow. Wealth is money flowing from the creation of value. So you have to know yourself to know what makes you feel like you're really enjoying it. You know, we you can tell, as we're talking, my flow is in connection, right? Somebody else's flow might be something else. So you have to find your own flow, and that tool helps you identify that. And therefore, you find your path that's unique to you So while we talked in episode one, there's a seven step process or there's a step by step process. The steps are not the same
0: for everyone. Yeah. You know. So in summary, then for episode two, the three D's for someone listening right now who's trying to figure out well, where am I then? You know, am I uh, am I drifting at the moment? And if I am drifting, how do I move up to the next stage? Well, if
1: you if you're drifting and you know that you're going to continue to drift, tune out, you know, don't listen to episode three because it'll be pointless. Um, but if you want to take first step, just have a look at the website, wealthbuilders.co.uk and just tune into some of the things that we're doing and trying to see if there's some tools and techniques we can give you to help yourself. You know, So become a DIYer but do something. The whole thing about DIY is doing, not just learning. So if you're willing to do something, we'll give you some things to do, uh, some tasks that you can carry out for yourself, um, all on the website that will allow you to make some positive progress. And then when you're ready to know more, you know, you can find out a little bit more about wealth dynamics and how to be a dynamic person where you're in control and in charge
0: of your wealth and you get there faster. So uh, check us out. And we'll be talking about turning the wheel in future episodes, but really all we're asking now is just that you turn the key to open a door because beyond that, you'll find the next opportunity. And that's really how the wealth building process goes, isn't it? It's just taking that one step at a time, learning a little bit more. And it opens up connections and new ideas which accelerate the journey. Absolutely. And one
1: final point, actually, I've just uh, realized that there's an ROI that I think is entirely appropriate on which to end this. And it's not return on investment. It's not return of investment. It's not the return on intellect or the return on interaction.
0: What is one? Yeah.
1: <laughs> the The final one is you're never more than one relationship, opportunity or idea So that's an interesting ROI, relationship, opportunity or idea away from a complete transformation in your wealth. So be curious out there. Seek out that one relationship, that one opportunity, that one idea, because that can escalate you up several steps
0: at once. And
1: I hope for a few people, Chris, that we might be that catalyst. You you dropped a bomb there at the end.
0: That's a big one to leave people on. Thanks for that one, Kevin. Really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, look forward to episode three. Yeah, and we're going to touch the five levels and knowing your why and knowing your number. Knowing your number, that's a good one. Really important. Okay, we'll see you soon.